Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Our podcast is dedicated to the parents of children struggling with the effects of trauma and attachment disorders and the caseworkers, coordinators, and other professionals who support them. My name is Carol Eman, and I will be serving as the guest host of Attachment Theory in Action for a very special interview with Karen Doyle Buckwalter and Debbie Reed. We will be discussing their edited book, Attachment Theory in Action, Building Connections Between Children and Parents, which will be released by the publisher and available on Amazon on December 22nd. Karen Doyle Buckwalter is Director of Program Strategy at Chaddock, which is a multi-service agency providing a range of residential, educational, and community-based services for youth, birth through age 21, and their families. While at Chaddock, she has been instrumental in the development of an innovative residential program for adolescents age 6 to 16 with attachment disorders and complex trauma. One of the only programs of its kind serving older adolescents, Chaddock's Developmental Trauma and Attachment Program has served youth from 33 different states and originating from 18 different countries. Debbie Reed is President and CEO of Chaddock. Debbie has championed the development of several programs and services designed to meet the needs of children and their families struggling with trauma and attachment disorders. With 30 years of marketing, strategic planning, innovation, and organizational leadership experience, Debbie has trained, consulted, and served on a range of nonprofit boards and councils at the national level. She has also developed a nonprofit leadership development program and writes a weekly leadership blog, Read About Leadership, which can be found on TraumaAttachmentCenter.com. And now, Attachment Theory in Action. Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Normally, your host is Karen Doyle Buckwalter. However, today I am sitting in. My name is Carol Eman. I'm with Chaddock as the Associate Director of Marketing. And today I'm taking Karen's place as the interviewer because we are interviewing Karen as well as Debbie Reed, the President and CEO of Chaddock, about their new book, Attachment Theory in Action, which is coming out on December 22nd. So, good morning and welcome, ladies. Good morning. Hi. So, we want to talk a little bit about the book that's coming out. We're extremely excited to have it hit hit the shelves all over the country. Um, Why did you decide to write Attachment Theory in Action? You know, um, in the many years that we've been doing attachment-based work at Chaddock, I've been influenced by so many different people and had the opportunity to sit in conference with them or have them come to Chaddock and do training. And as I looked over those 20-plus years, I felt like there were just some really key people that gave us some very specific elements And I thought, wow, if I could put this all together and expose somebody to this early on, it would be really helpful in terms of helping them understand, first of all, just what's out there or what is another area of study that I would like to pursue. Um, So it's sort of meant to be a time saver (laughs) in some ways. Absolutely. I also think that we have found that there is no one model that works for every child every time. And so really helping people recognize that there are a range of different attachment therapies that might work better for different children at different times. And, and we find that a lot of people pull pieces from different models that, that really help them achieve the, the most progress with a particular child. And so we wanted to provide that 
that glimpse of, that kind of um, Reader's Digest version of different models that, that people could then decide, you know, that resonates with me. I want to learn more about this model. And so I think both the what Karen mentioned and also just really wanting people to give that comprehensive scope um, really prompted us to, to look at a book of this type. Great. Now, you've referenced a lot your work at Shaddock. What can you tell me about your work at Shaddock? Debbie, what actually is Shaddock, and, and why is this important? Shaddock is a child and family serving agency that really focuses on working with children and their families struggling with trauma and attachment disorders. And so we have everything from prevention services, outpatient counseling, foster care, a special education school. We have in-home programs, a whole range of residential. So really, wherever a family is on the continuum of struggles with trauma and attachment, we strive to meet them where they are at, uh, to, to help them achieve their goals for higher levels of functioning as a family. Very good. And Karen, what about your work at Shaddock? What, what has your role been and um, how does that apply back to this book? Yes. Well, I have had a variety of different roles at Shaddock. I started out in our treatment foster care program, which was kind of baptism by fire in terms of working with kids with attachment and trauma issues. I had not worked with that population before. I felt completely overwhelmed. I felt inadequate. I felt like I was drowning. All of these kinds of feelings and really um, Chaddock being a learning organization, it really supported me in learning a lot of different models um, to, to help me help kids and, and bring those models to Chaddock. I then went on um, to help in our residential treatment program developing our, uh, with a team of people, the developmental trauma and attachment program. And eventually um, from there began to do things more externally. And so my um, title now is Director of Program Strategy. And, and so I work on strategic partnerships. I scan the industry for what's being taught um, academically, but also in, in our type of work in residential treatment with children in the adoption community and things like that. So it's just kind of evolved over the years. Great. So when we're looking at the Attachment Theory in Action book, who is your target audience for that public publication? So, so my thought in putting the book together was that the target audience was professionals. It was therapists. I was remembering being in their shoes of maybe just starting to work with this population and that overwhelmed feeling that I just described to you and, and trying to read up on all these different approaches, on, on EMDR, on TheraPlay, on you know what, whatever the different models are and just feeling like really... Um, kind of overwhelmed and I thought if there's a way that I could as Debbie was saying give a broad spectrum across these and people could see you know what resonates with them and then also as I said earlier each of the contributors to this book has really brought a unique piece of the puzzle I think to the field um, and really pushed us further in terms of understanding how to work with attachment challenges in children. And I think two other populations that might, while, while not the primary target, I think could benefit from this book, certainly students um, as they are pursuing 
uh, a, a clinical degree that really gives them a good theoretical foundation and understanding of some of the different models. And so, again, I think that can be a good foundational piece for them. And we find that a lot of the parents we work with have really done a lot of work in trying to understand what's going on with their child um, and really have become quite knowledgeable and savvy about um, attachment theory and how they can um, bring the best to their child. And so I think for some of those folks, they'll find some, some information of real value as they are trying to piece together an approach because our parents know their own children better than anyone. And so if we can help them have a few extra tools um, through this or at least um, give them some direction of things that they might explore for their own child. I think um, that some of those folks will find this book to be of real value as well. Great. So really you see it being used not only for the professional audience, but also the academic world and as well as at home for parents who are really looking and seeking for answers. Absolutely. Great. Um, now, as I'm looking at the contents of the book, I see that you have a number of contributors, and some of those names are quite familiar, um, certainly Karen Purvis and Daphna Linder. Um, so how did you go about um, selecting the contributors to the book? Well, um, honestly, I just thought back over my career and who really impacted me, who were mentors to me, whose models opened up a new way of thinking to me. And I just thought back over those experiences and just started contacting some of those folks and asked them if they would be interested in contributing. Some of them were people I hadn't talked to for a long time because we had maybe brought them to do training at Chaddock very early on in our journey. Others are people like Daphna that I talk to, Lender that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, and that that's just sort of how it came together. Great. And you really have a cross-section from all over the country as contributors. Yes. And, and actually from the world as well. So as you look very broad, I think George uh, Downing is represented here as well. From yes. Um, and we have Vivian Norris from Wales. Um, so we do have some international voices. I think the other voices that we have that are important piece, we felt like one of the things, again, thinking about the, the clinician experience, to really have an understanding of what an adoptive parent might be experiencing or how the process feels to an, an adoptee. And so um, a little unique that, that included um, in the book as well are some of those perspectives just to help our therapists really make sure that they are um, considering not only their perspective on the experience, but, but those on the receiving end of, of this special support as well. And that I have to give credit to Faith Friedlander because Faith, through the years that I have known her, has always spoken so much about the importance of the whole adoption triad. And... Um, although I don't have a birth parent, the third person of the triad, which um, would have been wonderful to have, but I, I do have the adoptive parent and the adult adoptee, and in fact, Faith, as an adoptee herself, wrote one of those chapters, and um, 
that that's a good example of a person who would always remind me remember the whole triad respect the whole adoption triad the birth parent the the child and the adoptive parent so yes great and you know and that kind of leads into another question because the book is really structured in three parts correct yes, yes. can you explain those three parts to me well, I think the, the first part, we really wanted to provide a foundation of attachment theory um, and some of the brain science behind the approach that we take. And also, we overviewed Chaddock's approach, uh, the framework that we use in this work. I think that can be helpful to give people context. So when you're seeing all these different models in the second section of the book, there's, there is hopefully um, the, the framework provides a way that people can think about the different models and how you might use one model at when a child is at one point in treatment and something different at another point. And so it really hopefully builds kind of the scaffolding um, for all of the models that come in the second section. And then the third section, um, which, as we mentioned, has the perspective of an adoptee, um, of an adoptive parent. But also the other perspective uh, is really from a clinician standpoint. How do you really um, have your organization embrace these? Or if you're an individual practitioner, those with whom you might contract, um, how to look at it from the perspective they might be using uh, to more effectively um, have acceptance for what we believe are these very important models. Great. And then as the book progressed, then you as a team worked to edit the book. Is that, is that correct? Um, and you did it as a team, not necessarily as I'll take this section and you can take that, right? Right. Uh, how Tell me, what can you tell me about that process? You know, I would say that Karen and I have very complementary but very different brains um, and, and different approaches to the work, but we've worked together for 23 years. And so we certainly have great respect for the lens that each of us brings to the table but recognize they are different lenses. And so when we looked at the audiences that we were trying to approach, I really think that the, the book is strengthened by bringing those those two perspectives. Uh, Karen, would, would you add to that? Yeah, well, I think that, um, you know, Debbie having a broader uh, picture and also considering even... Um, the business side of it, for lack of a better word, the organizational side and how to see change at higher levels than just the clinician in their office and how we do all that. Um, and then also with myself being a clinician, being so close to this, it's easy to use a lot of jargon and a lot of language that just doesn't make sense to people who aren't completely absorbed in this. And, um, so we wanted to have a balance between that it, it's informative and it's based in science and could appeal to an academic audience, but we always also wanted it conversational and easy to read, and, and Debbie has a very good style of writing in that way, and so she was able to edit for those kinds of things, the flow, 
Is it readable to a variety of different folks that might pick up this book? Um, and I was, you know, more looking at it with a stronger clinical lens. Um, and so it, it really worked, worked really well together. Great. Well, this podcast, um, Attachment Theory in Action, is actually based on the theme of the book. Uh, so what else should listeners know about the rest of the podcast? I mean, normally, Karen is the interviewer, um, and she's done a great job of talking with her um, friends and associates throughout the country on different topics that do deal with attachment and adoption. Um, but what else should the listeners know about the rest of the podcast process? So I would say that the pod, the podcast is broader than the book. Um, of course, it's under the umbrella, and it has the same title, and it's attachment-based. But I am interviewing, for example, Jane Aronson, Dr. Jane Aronson, known as the orphan doctor, coming at this from a very different perspective as um, a, a, a physician who's worked with adoptees with an infectious disease background, for example. And then also looking at um, pa more parents um, and maybe even folks who um, work in other areas of clinical work but could also contribute to this topic. So I see the podcast having a broader brush and a broader stroke um, than the book itself. While still including things in the book. <laughs> and I would say that we as an organization, one of our five core values is learning. And um, it, it really is um, genuinely grows out of Karen's desire to always be learning and gathering new things. And so um, it really is focused on those professionals that while they might have great expertise themselves, are always looking to learn new things, taking new nuggets. And so because Karen is wired that way, um, I would say it's really a podcast for seekers that may have a huge depth of knowledge, but are always seeking of what, what new insight, what new piece, what new perspective can I add to my understanding uh, so that I can always stretch to bring my best to to the work and I think those are the kinds of people that are really going to connect um, with with this podcast great now thinking back to the book itself and the process that you went through to bring the book together what is something that you learned throughout the process that you didn't really expect to or was there something new was there a new nugget that you took from that process forward. Um, is there anything new you learned? Maybe something that you weren't, was a bit unexpected? Hmm. Oh, I have to think about that a little. You know, I think in the process of really melding together um, snapshots of a lot of different models, um, you know, it, it is interesting to, to see core themes or core components that flow throughout all of them, which just on the surface you might think, oh, there's, you know, there are very unique aspects. These models are quite different. But when you look at them collectively, there are some themes, and especially when you start with the chapter on attachment theory, 
um, and get some of that grounding. Those themes come through as you read through the chapters. And I think we kind of intuitively knew that. Um, certainly we build on that. But I think that became even more evident as, as we laid the chapters side by side. Even though the author's perspectives and the way they presented them were all unique, there were, were common pieces that, that came through that I think are critical in attachment work regardless of what particular model you might be using. Great. I think for me, um, John Balin's chapter on the brain, having that, you know, I mentioned some information about the brain in, in one of the chapters I contribute to in the first section of the book. I do not talk about it in the depth and detail that Dr. Balin does. Um, and having that, um, having heard him speak before, but also this chapter that has some of his new ideas in terms of why children with this kind of history do need a different kind of treatment approach. Um, I think I would have been the first to say, oh, some of the typical clinical models out there are not as effective with these kids. But I think his chapter about the brain gave me a much deeper understanding in terms of why that is the case um, neurologically. And, and like I said, I have a general understanding of that, but he went into a lot more depth. Great. What a wonderful journey. Yes. To be able to go through this and talk with somebody who experts in their field and pull that together and still find something new that you can take out of it. So that's fantastic. So where can people buy the book? Yes, so we have, um, the book is on Amazon. Um, it can also um, be found at our Trauma and Attachment Center page. Um, I and we have a Facebook page for for that, um, and so it can also be bought directly from Roman and Littlefield. So there's a variety of, of different ways to purchase the book. Great. Well, we'll certainly be looking forward on December 22nd, and we're really excited to see this project finally come to life with an actual book. And um, Karen, I thank you so much for letting me take over your podcast today. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. You may not get me on the other side of the... Yeah, it felt really good to have someone do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was quite lovely to meet with you and, and to talk about the new book that's coming out. And I thank you both for your time. And have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. Please follow our site, TraumaAttachmentCenter.com or subscribe to our iTunes channel for future podcasts. If you enjoyed our broadcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, log on to TraumaAttachmentCenter.com. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, developmental trauma, and attachment theory. 